Today's podcast is titled, A Powerful Decision. Forgiveness is one of the most powerful decisions you will ever make, and honestly, you will be faced with this decision again and again. We live in a world of imperfect people. Some are worse than others, some downright evil. Many of us have been dealt a tough hand in life. I understand that. Some of the stories that I have heard, it's amazing. And the evil things that have been done to me, though pale in comparison to what I've heard, all require forgiveness. You see, unforgiveness can be a real trap, even alter our future and our relationship with God. This world is in a mess, as much now as it has ever been. I believe that we are in the end times, yes, but also in the last days. As the prophecies of the end times come into fulfillment, we are warned of what people will act like. For example, 2 Timothy 3, 1-4 says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. Wow, what a list! For some of us, if not most of us, we will have to deal with these people. They might even be close to us, like our parents, our siblings, maybe a friend, a co-worker, a neighbor. There are many disputes that can come up in life over property, over money, over politics, religion, sex, how to raise children, misunderstandings of all types and neighborhoods, work issues. The list is endless. On top of all this, there may be a person or persons who who are overcome by evil and stick the offenses right in our face without repentance or apology. I bet there are some of you nodding your heads right now. All of us have been offended in some way or another, sinned against, betrayed, abused, lied to. Take a jog through history and look at all the evil things that people have done to other people. Offenses will come, Jesus told us that, and it might even come in boatloads. So, I understand what it is to be offended, sinned against, and I'm not in any way diminishing the hurt and the pain, the struggle to forgive. An important point. When someone sins against you, the sin is first against the Lord. King David of Israel was in a place of great authority and blessing. In one case, he committed adultery and had a man murdered. He sinned against the woman, against her husband, and against the child he conceived. But listen to what he says when he was confronted by the prophet in 2 Samuel 12, 13. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Later, David writes a psalm about his struggle with these sins. It is a wonderful psalm for those who are seeking forgiveness from the Lord, but I want to focus on one verse. 
Psalm 51.4 Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. This is what he said to the Lord. He said against you, have I sinned? Oh, of course, we can sin against people. It's obvious, and we'll talk about that. But my point is that when we sin against somebody or they sin against us, the sin is first against our Heavenly Father. To me, this is comforting. That person who so hurt me has actually sinned against God first. That means God is in the mix with my pain, and He knows what's happening. Jesus tells us in Matthew 18, 15 through 17, how to deal with other believers who have sinned against us. Let's read it. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. I have only witnessed this process once that made it all the way to the church. It was painful for everybody involved, but it worked nicely. And if there is repentance, the matter can be settled and done away with. I've tried to help other people in this process and found it hard to find people that would actually follow this pattern. Instead of this process, people who are hurt often go and talk the issue over with everybody else except that person. Trust me. No, no. Trust God's instruction. It is more effective to follow His way. Also, if you obey the Lord, you will have Him helping you in the situation. If not, you might find yourself fighting against God or even gossiping or slandering. After this instruction, Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus then goes into a parable about a servant who owed a king a seemingly impossible debt. The gracious king forgave the debt. That same servant soon found his fellow servant who owed him a small amount and hammered him and put him in jail for that small debt. You get the picture. We are the first servant forgiven for all of our sins and rebellion towards our holy, eternal Father. How can we hold someone who has sinned against us when we have been forgiven so much? Jesus makes it clear, not seven times, but every time. Jesus finishes up the teaching in Matthew eighteen thirty-two through 35 Then the master called in the servant. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owned. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brothers from your heart. Powerful. 
unnerving. From our heart means deep in our heart. That means we have to give up our right to revenge, hatred, and punishment. After teaching his disciples what we would call the Lord's Prayer, he finished with this verse. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will not forgive yours. This, again, is a powerful, it's a warning. If we hold sins against people, we are actually holding ourselves in the prison of unforgiveness. Remember Jesus on the cross. He said, forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. We have been given such a great salvation. Our sins have been paid for by the precious blood of God who became a man. We have been relieved of an eternal debt. Therefore, we have been called to forgive those who have sinned against us. It is more profitable to forgive than to hold a sin against another. Let me make a few points about forgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't require that we are friendly with that person. Remember, those who will not repent when appropriately confronted are to be treated like tax collectors or sinners. In other words, steer clear so that they will not be able to heap more abuse upon you. Romans twelve eighteen through 19 Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. I think this is clear. If discipline or punishment is appropriate in God's eyes for someone who has sinned against us, remember that they have first sinned against the Lord, and He is the righteous judge. He will take care of the situation. 1 Corinthians 6, 4-7 through Therefore, if you have disputes about such matters, Do you ask for a ruling from those whose way of life is scorned in the church? I say this to your shame. Is it possible that there is nobody among you who is wise enough to judge a dispute between believers? But instead, one brother takes another to court, and this in front of unbelievers. The very fact that you have lawsuits among you means that you have been completely defeated already. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? This is not the way the world operates. It's it's almost the opposite. This evil world system tells us to get all we can get. And if someone wrongs us, get back at them. It's kind of like the law of Moses, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But Jesus' way of eternal life is quite different, especially for the body of believers. The last point, Mark chapter 2, Jesus heals a paralytic by forgiving him for his sin. Those nearby miss the point completely and begin thinking that he is blaspheming. Let's pick up the situation in verse 8. Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking such things? Which is easier to say? To this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take up your mat, and walk. 
but I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat, and go home. Let's face it, unforgiveness is a trap. Forgiveness brings healing and restoration. We therefore have to humble ourselves to the point of obeying what the Lord has taught us, even in difficult situations. Forgive and walk in the light of God's power and protection. It will be worth it. This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis, your host.